Warning, this podcast discusses the books in detail. It may contain spoilers. Welcome to Books and Brunch, a book club turned podcast. We're so glad you joined us. I'm Katera. And I'm Kara. Let's sit and chat and snack a while. we're back um with books and brunch and we're here to talk to you about a great read that we had this month yes oh my goodness i loved it it i well i told you it's it's just page turner mm-hmm. I, couldn't, I couldn't put it down it was good it's called the last thing he told me by laura dave and it is definitely a psychological thriller for sure because it keeps you guessing the whole way through yes uh, yeah, no, I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got uh, this one has definitely um, stuck in my mind since I finished it, and just like being like, "Wow, like mind blown." <laughs> right. Well, you and I had already talked too about <clears throat> we've read a couple of things um, that were just like, eh, "It was okay," or "It was decent," mm-hmm. but this was like, "Man, I know, <laughs> I know." You had already started reading it, and I was like, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I know. And um, I know I was itching to talk to you about it, and I'm like, I know. I can't. So for our snack today, um, we decided to go with like a homemade Chex Mix and just some donut holes. Um, just for simplicity, because while this is not a young adult read, um, there's some kind of like just teenage stuff. So I felt like, what if we did something simple for like teen readers or something like yeah. that? Yeah. No, I, I, when I was a kid, I mean, I still love Chex Mix, but when I was a kid, I loved mm-hmm. Chex Mix and Me it was too. a constant snack in our house. And so mm-hmm. when you said that, I was like, I could do that. Mm-hmm. So we made homemade Chex Mix and yep. it really is super simple. Um, and we can share the recipe with you guys later, but it was pretty good. I'm pretty pleased with it. Mm-hmm. And I was on the search for cinnamon donuts because Kay and I love them. They're the best. But I couldn't find them anywhere. So we diverted just to Dunkin' Donuts. That's right. Munchkins. Please sponsor us, Dunkin' Donuts. Munchkins are fantastic. (laughs) They are fantastic. We get Munchkins pretty frequently. I love them. So, but I really loved the last thing he told me. I know you and I had that conversation about Mm -hmm. um, our very first read was Are You Sleeping by Mm -hmm. Kathleen Barber. And that one and this one, I'm like, are we really just psychological thriller kind of readers? Like, I think. Is that- so we had this yesterday when we were like, okay, let's just kind of like confirm for time and snack and all the things. I was like, do you think maybe we just need to like stay with psychological I could, I could, I could hone right in. <laughs> so, I mean, be on the lookout. We've got a couple of cool things coming up for you guys, but... Um, we may divert back to some other psychological thrillers that we're excited about. I know I've got a few in my head that I could just... Well, so without giving it away, <clears throat> well, it doesn't matter because I think you've already said what your favorite book is. But is your favorite book a psychological thriller? No. <laughs> no? Actually, no. Um, I love The Lovely Bones. Well, we'll talk about it more. But um, for really the way that it's written, it's just a, it's a really cool way that it just stays with you right it's another one but it's not a psychological thriller i have it in my car and i Mm -hmm. read like four pages and then the line started moving at school so 
that's my I read in the car mostly. Um, mm-hmm. So I really haven't gotten into it enough to know, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think both of my recommendations are. Oh, okay. Is your yours is? Well, it's so Stephen King. M- my, so so my my two favorites of all time are Stephen King's Rose Matter, and it's psychological like fantasy. It's weird. Like it's just Stephen it's an King. odd mix, but it works. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and the other one I really love is um, the Bone Collector by Jeffrey Deaver. Oh yeah, you told me that. And I thought that I still owned it. I I don't even know how many times I've read it four or five times, and so I couldn't find it. And I was like, well, I'm just gonna buy it again because I know that I will read it. Well, I'm I'm going to read the Stephen King because I've never re- read a Stephen King. Really? <clears throat> no. And so, and I'm from Massachusetts. And so, you know, he's from New England, Maine. And so it's kind of like, why haven't you read <laughs> So I've got that ready to read next. But I, I can't, I'm like too afraid that things will get blurred if I read like one after another for our podcast. And sure. Yeah. So we need some, some definition and some yes. division between stories because I get scared that I'm going to like forget. Well, I told you, I, I, I don't know how you read as many books at the same time as you do. Cause I'm like one at a time. Otherwise I'm afraid that those storylines will just get all like sort of miscombobulated and mashed together. And then I will mm-hmm. kind of confuse things. And I can totally see where that would happen if you read the same type of book over and over and over right. again. That, I mean, while there is variety, some of the storylines and mm-hmm. plots can be very similar because mm-hmm. that's what makes a good psychological thriller. Right. Um, but yeah, I that would that would mess with my head a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's do a quick summary because so because it's a psychological thriller. <laughs> right. Kay and I talked about that it might be difficult to kind of go chapter by chapter. Although, what was really fun was the chapter titles. First of all, let's talk about that. Yes. So, they all have, like, <clears throat> phrases, basically, I guess you could say. So, like, the first chapter is, if you answer the door for strangers. Yeah. So, that is part of the thrill of being like, Oh, what's right. going to happen in this chapter? Or don't hold this against me. Or... Right. Um, I don't even know. There's so many. Uh, I did love that the chapters are short. Yes. Um, it was a very easy read. And mm-hmm. I really appreciate that, that it doesn't... I don't... Am I lazy? Is that what it is? Like, I really appreciate a book that does not have... Um, it doesn't take a lot of brain power. Well, we've read a couple of books that have a lot of characters and switching from, like, past, present. This book does go back in time, but it's pretty simplified, I think. Right. Um, Because we're focused on Hannah, Owen, and Bailey. Mm -hmm. So we we are introduced to Hannah first, and she is our basically main character, and she's married to Owen. And Owen is a widower. Mm-hmm. With a child, Bailey, a teen child. She's 15, 16? Something like that, yeah. Um, And she's kind of, she gets described kind of emo-ish. I mean, that's not really a thing anymore. That's like back in when we were kids, but. In like 2000. Right. 
Um, that she's just kind of uh, like that depressed teen. She's a moody. And then, yeah, yeah, she's super moody. And, um, but Owen goes missing. And yeah. then we find out that um, the company that he was working for is basically being investigated by the FBI for fraudulent kind of things. Mm-hmm. The CEO is getting arrested. Um, and so Hannah is trying to figure out things. She gets left a note. The last thing he says to her is protect her, meaning mm-hmm. Bailey. And so, and by the way, Hannah and Bailey do not get along. No. Not for, so Hannah Not is, for lack of trying. Right. Hannah, it, it's almost like she tries too much a little bit at some point. Yeah. Um, but only because she wants acceptance from Bailey. I mean, rightfully so. But Bailey's right. just like, mm. Right. Bailey's like, you're not my mother. <laughs> Go away. I really hope. I mean, I've had hard days with Sarah, but I'm like, man, I do not want that. I don't want it to get to that. Uh, <clears throat> but she does. She really is like, I don't want to talk to you. Leave mm-hmm. me alone. Um, and Hannah's just like, come on. Like, we're in this together. Like, I think the other thing is, aren't they close in age? Not close, but like, isn't, is Hannah younger-ish? Hannah's younger than Owen was. Yeah. Um, but not like spectacularly so. Right. Like not like 30 years younger, but she was probably, I think she was like 10 years younger than he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think Hannah just rubs her wrong. Right. Um, <clears throat> and so now Hannah's job is to solely care for, protect, provide for mm-hmm. Bailey. In the midst of trying to figure out where did my husband go. Right. What's uh, going on? He's yeah. not answering his phone. And then she gets like visited by a U.S. Marshal. And then the FBI comes knocking. So it's all very scary. Um, Bailey gets like finds like a bag full of thousands of dollars in her locker at school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so... All trying to figure out who is Owen because... Right. <clears throat> and why would you just disappear like that? Right. With no explanation. There Then, um, like, the friend, his attorney friend, like, they were best friends. Like, the wife kind of flips on them and <clears throat> on Hannah. Um, <clears throat> and we learned that Owen is not really Owen. Right. <laughs> It's a little, it's a little like mm-hmm. mind-boggling mm-hmm. Um, to find that he had another life. Mm-hmm. And so Bailey kind of has these memories. So the U.S. Marshal was based out of Austin, which Hannah thought was kind of weird because they live in like, was it like Santa Monica? Something like that. They live California. on a houseboat. In California, and so why would someone from Texas be coming to talk to me in California? Right. Um, And then Bailey kind of makes comments that, like, she kind of remembers Austin because she remembers vaguely, like, a stadium. And and being there for a wedding or something. Yeah, so she has these, like... like, Hazy... Yeah, memories. Because, I mean, I think we learned that she was probably, like, three in those memories. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she... So, Hannah decides we're going to Austin. Why not? 
and if that's what you know that's where we'll go right and so they up and go off to austin <clears throat> and um kind of discover so they go to the ut austin um university of texas at austin stadium and she confirms like yep yep i've been here. here right um and then they go on this sort of detective trail of Mm -hmm. kind of going backwards so they try to figure out the church and the wedding that she was in right she's like i remember walking there so it's got to be in close proximity to the stadium Mm -hmm. or the college and then they're like going into churches hey do you have any weddings that would have been held on days that they had games Mm -hmm. um and they do. They just try to work it in reverse and kind of figure out, like, <clears throat> yep, where were we? Why were we there? They who, go to the whose college. Whose wedding was it? Right. Um, to try to figure out kind of who was classmates with Owen. Um, sorry if I'm crunching in your ear. And <laughs> um, the so they just go on this trail of detective work. Right. I don't want to give it all away because it's just too good to I give know. it all away. Um, uh, but they, they come to find out that they, so they also, then they remember this bar, the Never Dry Bar. Oh, yep. And they go there and, um, yeah, um, because that comes up, I forget how it came up in Bailey's memories, but somehow it comes up and so they go there. Well, she stops in, Hannah stops in and she's like, do you, do you know, do you recognize this guy? Do you know who this guy might be? And dude, like, jumps across the bar at and the her. owner is, like, attacking Hannah. Right. Like, out of the blue. she And she, poor woman, she's like, I have, what is wrong with you? I have no idea, like, why? Why would he attack her? Right. It doesn't seem to make any sense. Right. Um, until he tells her that he knows him. <laughs> and then there's pictures. That, so, they also, she also sees pictures of. Kate on the wall. Oh, yeah. There's photos of the family and stuff behind the bar. And she recognized the photo from the yearbook at the college. Mm-hmm. Um, and it oddly looks like Bailey. Yeah. Or Kate looks like Bailey. Um, and so what we learn is that this bar is um, Bailey's uncle's bar. It's a family bar, basically. Right. And, and Bailey is not Bailey. There. Yep, Bailey is not Bailey. Bailey is really Kristen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Owen is actually Ethan. And there's all this kind of family drama because... Well, they're a very heavily influential family, influential family right? Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of power in this little town. And I think that Hannah has no idea what she's just walked herself into. In trying to find right. Owen and find these connections. Right. And so she um, meets with Bailey's grandfather, actually, mm-hmm. who is mob-like. He spent some time in prison. Um, and, so, and, and Owen played a part in that. Right. Which is where the animosity comes from. Not towards Bailey. But towards anything having to do with Owen. Right. Um, and so Hannah goes to talk to him to sort of make a deal with the devil almost. Um, 
And the U.S. Marshal, who we find out is actually protecting Owen because he's in some sort of... It's not a witness protection program. Right. It's like but it's a something relocation. similar. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, it might as well have been. Right. But they're like clear to be like, this is not the witness protection program. Right. <laughs> right. Let's state that over and over again. This is yeah. not witness protection, but we renamed him and relocated him. Right. It's like, what was it? Like WITSEC or something? like. It was something. There was a acronym and I meant to right. look it up, but I forgot. Um, in any case, so, and he's like, you really should not deal with Nicholas, who is the grandfather. Um, and Hannah's like, well, I'm going to do what I need to do because my first priority is Bailey. Um, and so she makes a deal with Nicholas that she, if he can provide protection for her and Bailey, he will allow her, no, she will allow him, excuse me, to visit with Right. With Bailey and get to know her and be a part of her life. Um, and, you know, she at this point realizes she's got to let go of the love of her life. Right. Owen. Well, and let's just say, too, um, Kristen or Bailey was a baby mm-hmm. when Owen took her. Mm-hmm. And so the family sees her, like her uncle sees her in the bar and he's just floored because... Mm-hmm. She looks so much like her mother. Yep. And all of these family members probably feel very gypped. Like, you stole you stole her from us. Right. And, and Hannah realizes this. Right. And Hannah realizes, like, you know, maybe what Owen, Owen did what he needed to do to keep mm-hmm. her safe. But at the same time, he's robbed that family of, mm-hmm. even if, even if people aren't great people, like, that's still family and they still want to know her and be a part of her life and have relationship. Right. Yeah. I think it questions like, like, you know, okay, so people are unhealthy maybe, but like, can you have boundaries? Like, and we've talked about this before, Mm -hmm. like, you know, with some of our parents stuff, like you send a text message or you call to say, Hey, but that doesn't mean that you are like allowing them to come like live with you. Right. You know, um, and so I think that's one of the things Hannah, because, so Hannah's parents, no, dad, right, died. His mom abandoned her, right? Is that I right? I think so, yeah. Um, and so Hannah has some already kind of resonating feelings with this situation where she was then like left with her grandfather, which was a great thing. Like she goes on to say was like she did not have a terrible life, but it also leaves this emptiness in you right. that she understands. <clears throat> and so I think it resonates with her that like you had a choice to allow this child to know this family versus right. like I did not have the choice. Right. The choice was taken from me and this right. is the hand that I was dealt. Yeah. But instead you took her with you. Right. And right. robbed everyone else of that opportunity. Right. right. Um, and so they make the, and Nicholas agrees and says, okay, but Owen is not to be part of this at all. Right. And the minute he does, I can't guarantee anything. He will not be protected. He will not be part of this, you know, whatever. Right. And so she says, okay. Right. Well, in, in fact, I think too, when I read that, um, I very much felt like if he shows his face, be prepared. 
right. that the opposite of protection right. is going to happen. Not just right. that he won't be protected, but that, you know, we have an agenda. We've right. had our, we've wanted to find him for many years and not for good reasons. Right. Um, and so they return to California after this because it's just time to get back home. Sure. Bailey's ready. She's had like all this emotional upheaval of figuring out she's not who she thought mm-hmm. she was for 12 years of her life. And um, and so they go back home. Um, and then it sort of accelerates at the end of so they sell the houseboat. She graduates high school. Yeah. They've all kind of moved on. They're at a conference or something <clears throat> at the very end. Yep. So Hannah is a furniture. That's right. A wood built, turner. Yeah, a wood turner. So she, she creates like furniture, which oddly enough, I thought it was really crazy that Nicholas had one of her pieces. Yeah. So she creates tables and desks and beds and all of mm-hmm. these things. And when she meets Nicholas, she's driven to his home in the middle of nowhere <clears throat> And walking through his home, she realizes that he has one of the tables that she's made by hand. A unique piece. Right. And he said something like it was something that his wife had bought and she'd mm-hmm. passed. And so he just was like, I can't part with it. Right. Whatever. It's not something I can part with. And I don't know. I don't recall if she told him that she made that. I don't think she did. But I wonder if he knew that she made that. I know. If it seems Everything seems so calculated in the book. Sure. So. Yeah. I feel like that was a, like, we know and we've been watching kind of thing. Right. Or something. Right. Crazy. Right. But, but so she's at this, like, event at the end. She had, like, a <clears throat> gallery of things or something. Yeah. And she goes to pick up her papers. She had papers in her hand and they, like, she dropped them right, or, something. or something. I think because she thought she saw Owen. Like, she had looked, like, out into the room and thought she saw someone who looked like Owen. And so, in that shock, just, like, dropped the papers. I can imagine that would be, like, losing someone. You kind of see them everywhere. Uh-huh. I can. And then. I can picture that. So, she bends down to pick up the papers and who is in front of her. Right. She he says he hands her the papers. Um... But it, but it's him. She knows it's him. And mm-hmm. he says a line that he says earlier in the book that he says, the could have been boys still love you. And I loved when he said it in the beginning because he like made it a thing like. I didn't put that connection guys, together. All of the guys that could have had you and <clears throat> I have you. Right. Mm-hmm. They all still love you. All the could have been boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he just disappears. He, just like he that. slips right into the crowd. No sooner does Bailey come walking up, so with a boyfriend, but yeah. but yes, but it, but at that point too, Hannah and Bailey have really like mm-hmm. bonded. I think this whole thing really brings them together. I was gonna say one of my favorite things about this book in particular, beside just the storyline being crazy <laughs> and right. sucking you in, was the relationship between Hannah and Bailey that it just was so emotional and like right. poignant and and very slowly it builds itself on trust mm-hmm. and um at one point earlier in the story bailey's like you know you got to trust me like if you want to trust me you have like i want to mm. i want to do this is what i think we need to do next yep and so hannah slowly kind of lets reins go and mm-hmm. um 
becomes the follower versus the leader just like trust bailey and her yep. intuition um and at the end they really seem to have solidified their relationship mm-hmm. and bailey knows that she can trust hannah and lean on hannah um well especially now too because owen doesn't return nope. like we get this glimpse of him but he knows that to keep bailey safe he mm-hmm. needs to stay away right yep. mm-hmm. so they have kind of like ships passing in the night right i think that's how crowd. she describes it too uh, is like, it mm-hmm. but it's like this like brief moment in the i mean seconds right in the crowd and mm-hmm. like she's like do i even make eye contact do i mm-hmm. like and then she's i think she's concerned too that nicholas and his group are like watching her mm-hmm. and and maybe that's something he even says to her like you know we're gonna keep an eye on you guys um, well, and I think that's part of the deal. Like, protect us, right? And I'll let you have a relationship. And so she sort of agrees to have them have eyes on her at all times, right? And uh, she does say that towards the end, like about how when they move, but she knew that people knew where she was and right and what she was doing, and, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think kind of the fear of like, do I look at you? Do I not look at you? Do I acknowledge that you're you? Do I just ignore? how do you how do you not like want to like reach out and touch him right kiss him in the middle of all that like and i think she even says like he was very cautious to make sure that his fingers like didn't even graze her when he was picking a paper Mm -hmm. and uh, i know so close and yet so far away it's wild. I know. Ugh, it was such a good book. Just <laughs> it really was. <clears throat> I, the character development was really great. I really loved, like I said, the relationship between Haley, Hannah and Bailey. Mm-hmm. Just seeing that develop because, I mean, we've had our share of like angsty characters in the past. Yeah. Um, but Bailey's kind of angsty, and at For some sure. points, I mean, you're a mom of a preteen, so Ugh. being like. <laughs> god just let it go girl like i I mean she tries to like hannah makes like in the beginning hannah tries to make this like really special dinner and she's not a great cook or anything right but just wants to be intentional and she's like hannah or she said um i think she even tells owen like i wanted to make this pasta dish that hannah really loved when we went out and so she was gonna make it for her and he was like that's nice that's a nice idea but i don't think she's gonna go for it like she probably won't care right Uh, and i just i have a 12 year old daughter who acts like she's 16 and i'm just like oh my word if we're 12 and behaving like this i don't want to know what it's going to be like when she's 16 maybe we'll be past it at 16 maybe and we can be adults who knows yeah <laughs> but she was i mean just being like i just like i mean i was not super angsty as a teenager i was like an angsty 18 year old like 18 19 yeah but that was because i like was an only child and so i grew up and with adults and so what constitutes angsty well i think so in this case she's just like eye rolling at everything right. and so, so I have a hard time because I am now the parent of one of those, <laughs> right? And, like, what I consider angsty, I think then and now that my definition has shifted, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I would have considered myself 
I don't know that I would have considered myself angsty, but I wonder if my mom would have considered me angsty. Mm. Because in my head, in my reasoning, my parents were obnoxious. My mom mm. stayed with a man who was verbally and physically abusive, and I was angry a lot mm-hmm. at her for allowing that to continue. So was that angsty to her? And in my head, I was just angry mm-hmm. for good reason, right? Right, right. Um, and then I have, like, Sarah, my daughter, who lives a pretty plush life and is kind of spoiled. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I feel like we try to be firm and mm-hmm. not um, cater. But she behaves in a way that I'm like, girl, I'm going to smack them. <laughs> I'm going to... Like, knock them eyes right out of your head if you roll them again at me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what in the world? And does she look at me the same way, like, oh, I do mom. everything wrong? Is that right. what it is? Like, so I try to, like, take myself out of it in a way that I'm like, was I angsty? Did my mom consider me angsty? But I was just angry. I know. And then I was thinking, like, where's the line between angsty and, like, dramatic? Right. But, like, Bailey just is, I mean. So, if I put myself in Bailey's shoes, right, mm-hmm. and Owen starts dating Hannah, and that's really where it starts for Bailey. Like, does she feel like, you know, like Hannah's trying to replace her mom? I'm sure there's other deep-seated mm-hmm. things, right? And I know, so Ronnie's had a stepmother before, and his mom was still living, mm-hmm. and so... His sort of perspective on it has been like, you're not my mom. I have a mom. She's over there. Right. Um, and so I think there always is this, I, you know, I've worked with a lot of step parents and foster parents and stuff with when I was working with kids. And then I've had patients who are like caretakers and foster parents and whatever. It's the hardest job being one who cares because obviously there's step parents who could give two craps about um the child that they've inherited sure um but i think it's one of the hardest roles because you're fighting so many um perspectives like you've got angry like bio parents who are like you're not gonna be my kid's mom i'm their mom um and then you've got kids who are trying to understand what the line is like it's almost like they want to be a part of you know want the step parent to be their sure uh, not parent necessarily but on their side or whatever and that is it's just so confusing and I think that that like, I feel for Hannah, like, just trying her best. Right. But I also feel for Bailey, too, because what a confusing time. You don't have your mom. She's deceased. It's kind of gray about what happened. Right. I mean, now we know what happened, but, you know, growing up, it was just like your mom died in an accident. Right. Period. Right, too. And, you know, <laughs> and, and saying that, too, it makes me wonder, like, I do not have, I it's still to this day, I don't have a relationship with my mom's second husband. Um, and she since has married again. They were married for, gosh, like 17 years or something, which is wild. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> jo- uh, no, that's wild because Josh and I this year will be married 17 years. 
<laughs> Don't tell him I said that. Um, but it makes me wonder, like, what that was like for him coming. I mean, one of the good things that I can say about them is he, re- I mean, he married a woman who had three children. Mm-hmm. He had never been married. That's a lie. He had been married previously, but it was a very short-lived mm-hmm. something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when he had been younger. Um, but it didn't last long, and they didn't have any children. Uh, but he married a woman with three kids. And when he married my mom, my brother was nine, and I was six, almost seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really remember. He actually spent most of their relationship pre-marriage um, deployed. He was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he, I mean, he married a woman who had three kids, and my brother Philip was angry. I think he was, I think really that he was angry at our dad mm-hmm. for not caring. Um, I liken my, my real father to a sperm donor. He loved making children, and he has lots of them, but he does not raise them. Mm-hmm. Does not want to raise them, does not mm-hmm. want to have relationships with them. Mm-hmm. At last count, <clears throat> I have 14 siblings one four uh, my oldest sister is three months older than my oldest brother <laughs> um, and there's another overlap with my sister Sam and my half-brother um, Mason um, she he was born in July and she was born in October the same year um, <laughs> by different women he just like sowed his wild oats um, but I think Philip my oldest brother, I think he was angry at my dad, mm. like at our biological father. He was angry that he, I have a feeling he felt like abandoned and ignored mm-hmm. and not important. And why would you, mm-hmm. why would you let mom move states away? And why mm-hmm. would you not even try? Um, I remember when we first moved to Virginia that he climbed a crazy tall tree, like, 40 feet or something like really high tree and refused to come down um and now looking back I'm like that poor kid like mm-hmm. he was just so hurt um but they had to call the fire department and bring a ladder truck out and get him out of this tree because he refused um but he was also the kid that at a very young age drank and mm-hmm. um did drugs and I mean even still to this day he um yesterday was it yesterday? Thursday was his birthday. Um, on St. Patrick's Day. And he turned 41. And I'm just like, he just has stuck himself there, mm-hmm. right? He's like wedged his feet in the mud. Mm-hmm. I'm not going. This mm-hmm. is where I am. And he just has lived there. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine that Bailey's got very similar, like. There's so many layers to there really those is. relationships. And when you dig into them versus like. Yes, she was mad at Hannah. She was, you know, a moody teenager. But mm-hmm. the reality is there's so much underneath that mm-hmm. that I think that when you were reading a story like this, you can kind of, like, gloss over. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, she was an angsty, moody, right, right girl. Right. Mm-hmm. Versus, like, digging in and being like, well, she probably has so many 
mm-hmm. you know, deep-seated And I think and the other part of this, too, was that Owen and Hannah did not date very long before they were engaged and then no. married. Which, and Hannah was, like, maybe 14, 15 at that point. Like, it's it was only... It, I don't think they'd been married, like, more than a year or anything. Yeah, I think that their marriage was um, early. Was it was, early on it was short, um, short-lived before Owen disappeared. And so you're like, I mean, even me, I was like, that's fast. <laughs> right, right. And so now I have to call this lady mom? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, and and it's hard. So, like, when my mom remarried, I did not call John dad right. for years. I think it, he, they think they'd been married, like, three years when I started mm-hmm. calling him dad. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't call him anything because I don't speak to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think, too, that, like, it takes it takes time and it takes, mm-hmm. you know, building, like I said, building trust and... Mm-hmm. Um, to really like come to terms with that mm-hmm. and I think I I would think that it would be easier for Bailey to call Hannah like mom because mm-hmm. she didn't have she doesn't recall a solid relationship right. with her mother right like like you said with Ronnie and his stepmom and his dad like Ronnie's mom was still living and he was living with her like why right. did <laughs> right. I have a mom I don't need you too right like, this seems weird right I'm not calling you mom Right, exactly. Versus Bailey has not had doesn't a have frame of reference right. of what that means. Exactly. Right. Right. So yeah, it's just I just loved how Laura Dave like developed it all. Like yeah. I was just like that was one of the things I think I made a note to myself about something. Oh, I I wrote a note to myself about. <laughs> When Nicholas has one of Hannah's pieces, I said, oh, gee, I would be freaking out. <laughs> well, because it's creepy. Right. It's creepy. That scene is just so creepy. But um, I just I was just in awe, like the whole time, just seeing it being woven. Like you could see that it was like it's all interconnected. Yeah. And just their relationship being you know and Hannah really just kind of saying I'm not going anywhere like I think for Bailey and I think this is a question in when you ever have like a step parent or something I guess I I don't know well I kind of know but um is that like what are your intentions what are your real intentions are you like liking me because you want to like it in my dad's pants Right. Or I'm are just you, an extension of the relationship. Right. You're really in it for him. Right. Or do you really care? And so I think Hannah had to prove to Ban- Bailey, like, no, I'm really here. Like, I am here. We right. only Even have he's each gone. other. Right. Like, I love you. My job is to protect you. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that's a good point. And I wonder, too. For anybody, not mm-hmm. just for Hannah, but like, what does that look like going into relationship? Like, if you're separated or divorced mm-hmm. or maybe never married and you have kids, mm-hmm. like, what does that look like? Does it start off with "I like you, you like me"? Hey, my kids are an extension. Like, mm-hmm. take them or leave them. This is what I've got. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I can imagine a lot of them start like that, and I'm sure that even Haley and, or um Haley. 
Hannah and Owen started like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, hey, I like you. And he's like, so I've got a daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is this is this is the pa- it's a package deal, yep. and I'm sure that it has uh, there's growing that has to mm-hmm. go along with that as mm-hmm. far as like relationships and um the dance that goes along with mm-hmm. meeting mm-hmm. children mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. being accepted by children. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's definitely thought provoking yeah. of like, what would you do like in that situation? Right. I don't, you know. Part of me was like, would I want to know, like, who I really married at that? Like, when you start to see the signs that maybe who you married wasn't who you married, like, I don't know that I could have gone to Austin and do all that mess and been like, I married a bad dude. Right. (laughs) I mean, reformed bad dude. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, it's all in question. Right. I don't know. I, I mean, sometimes ignorance is bliss, but I guess maybe I would want to know, especially if I had to take care of his child. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oof. But yeah, that scene. So when they're walking through Nicholas's house, I was like, ugh, ugh. Like, right. In, it was like a movie in my head. I yeah. was like, I can just picture her like in a dark hall and yes. he's like leading her into the, and you're like, oh, It's just gosh. like I imagined like Don Corleone's house in The Godfather, <laughs> like poor lighting, right. plush, like dark rugs, furniture. Right. right. And you're walking and you've got security guards behind you being escorting right. like you down this like, do we need long a bouncer? hallway. I would have been like, okay, I think I'm good. <laughs> I'll just show myself Never mind. <laughs> right. Especially when he's, Nicholas tells, is it Charles? Charlie. Like, okay, you can go home now. <laughs> right. Well, and she has a moment where she's like, yeah. she could have gone with him. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm in this for Bailey. Like, mm-hmm. this is to protect her. Mm-hmm. It was the only thing. That Owen asked or said to her, it was, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even that he said to her. Someone, a little girl came to her door on the houseboat with a note. Yep. And said, some guy paid me to bring this to you. What? Right. <laughs> Wait, what? Who? Who did what? And all it says is two words. It says protect her. And you're mm-hmm. like, what, 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 <laughs> what in the world? And didn't she say some guy stopped me at school? Yeah, I think she was in the playground or something like that. And was like, here's my address, bring this here. First off, that's just creepy as heck. It never would happen in these days. Oh, no, because that little girl would turn right around and give it to a teacher. And she'd be like, this really creepy guy. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it could still happen these days. I, but I mean, like, I'm sure in I think some the way, wariness that yeah. goes along with that has shifted, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just is so good. It makes me think of that book that we read. Um, oh, I'm blanking on what it was called now. The one where they like broke in to get the medical records. Do you remember? Oh, um... I actually had pulled up our Instagram to look at the photos so I mm-hmm. could remember. Um, 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 was that before we were yours? Yes. 
No, 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 no. It's the other one. Before we were yours, you didn't finish. Oh, Sold on a Monday. Sold on a Monday, yep. It makes me think of that one about, like, him, like, hanging around the <laughs> the schoolyard and being like, hey, hey. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where's your sister? <laughs> Where's your brother? That, that one was where it was your right. brother, but. Yeah. That's what it kind of made me think of, of like that just like creepy, just. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This book kept me on my toes for sure, though. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I really did. I think she's got a couple of other books, too, when I, I kind of looked briefly. Did you? I mm-hmm. haven't. I haven't looked. Well, the cover says author of 800 Grapes. Oh. I don't know what that and is. And this book was a Reese Witherspoon book club book, which I really, so I have that app on my phone and it's really neat. Have I read anything else like with the book club? No, because I have too many other things on my to read list. But, um. Is that by her too? So I just pulled up google because mm-hmm. why not mm-hmm. um oh that's not as i say that's not her there was a one called then she was gone but that's by someone oh Lisa, i want to read that I i've got it that. in my list but the last thing you told me the first husband um 800 grapes um hello sunshine Ooh, that's on thrift books for like six bucks interesting um A clever beach bag must have. Oh. Living the dream, a culinary star with millions of fans and a best-selling cookbook. She gets hacked and her secrets are revealed. Oh. And her fall from grace is catastrophic. Oh. I would totally read that. That seems interesting. Her name is Sunshine Mackenzie. Oh my gosh. That looks really cute. I'm going to screenshot this so I can save it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, she's got some other things. And Mm -hmm. I think with as much as I loved this, Mm -hmm. I would definitely read others. Mm hmm. Yeah, this was really good. I'm totally impressed for sure. Agreed. Agreed. Ugh. So I'm excited to share the Chex Mix recipe. It was delicious. I might tweak it a tiny bit, like I told you. You know, I feel one of like the things I was thinking. Bolder. What if you did like ranch seasoning? Oh, that could be delicious. I don't know. I was like sitting here thinking, and I was like, "Hmm, ranch seasoning could be interesting." Yeah, I just feel like this recipe comes across very mild. Mm-hmm. And I we like bold flavors. I like a little a little punch. <laughs> So I think I might in- increase a little bit the Worcestershire something, a little boost. But ranch could be delicious. Well, my plate is empty, so <laughs> I also didn't eat breakfast before we recorded. So oh no, me neither. <laughs> I got up to take Sarah. Sarah, my daughter takes this aerial class, and most people aren't familiar. And I end up having to explain it because most people are like, "What is that?" It's the Cirque du Soleil. Yes. If you've ever seen a show, whether it's on TV or in person, 
where like they're acrobats and they hang from like these really long beautiful silk sheets from the ceiling it's what pink does in her concerts i think one of her some of her music videos have her doing aerial really she does aerial Mm -hmm. i didn't know that Mm -hmm. shows that i don't really watch a whole lot of that um but so sarah loved gymnastics when she was smaller and her school now offers this aerial class and the coach actually works with the Panthers mm. to do their rigging and things. Anyway, so she takes this aerial class on Saturday mornings. And I, so I set myself an alarm because she takes, she's a sloth in the morning. <laughs> and it takes her forever to move. And so I always give her like an hour and 15 minutes or something to get out of bed. <laughs> Just to get out of bed. Just to move. <laughs> And so I was like, hey, I'm not going to hound you this morning. Like, it's time to get up. You have Ariel. And she, like, rolled over and was like, Rrr. I said, do you want to go to Ariel this morning? And she shook her head no. I said, are you aware that you just told me you don't want to go to Ariel? And she nodded her head yes. And I was like, deuces. <laughs> yep. I'm not going to hound. Like, my job, I, I paid for Ariel. Well, Josh paid for Ariel. We paid for Ariel. You're going to class. But I'm also not going to exert all of my energy Mm-mm. nagging you to go to class. Mm-mm. I'm not. You di- do enough of that in the mornings to oh get her to gosh. go to school, right? So I just was not fighting with her. This I've morning. been witness to some of those eye rolls, <laughs> girl. <laughs> I can't. Oh, there no. was one I was like, I, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> right, Homer in the bushes. <laughs> I might just back up and I'll get in the passenger seat and climb yeah. over, like. Just don't want to. No, it's just it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's been a little better this week. Well, that's good. Yeah, she's um, been a little bit uh, more timely. That's because we threatened to take away her well, technology. Whatever works. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling like that right now. But so this morning, I was like, I'm not fighting her. If you don't want to go, you don't want to go, and I'm not gonna. I'm not doing that today. Plus, last week she had three classes versus two. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Sometimes we all need a break, right? Yep. I totally Mental get it. Mental health days. So. Well, I'm excited for us to read. Well, you're reading The Lovely Bones. And yes. I'm reading Rose Matters. So, we decided <clears throat> that we are going to, rather than read the same book next time and then converse, we are going to read each other's favorite book. Yes. And Kara has asked me to read The Lovely Bones by Alice Siebel. Alice Siebel. And I then, think. um, I don't have my phone. And Kara is going to read Rose Matter by Stephen King. Yep. That is one of my all time favorites, and I've probably read it. I'm kind of excited because, so I've been like having this. I've wanted to read a Stephen King, but I don't know where to start because he has such an array of books. So technically I have read a Stephen King, but it's kind of a fake read because it was about the Red Sox winning the 2004 World Series that he co-wrote. So I have wanted to read a Stephen King, but I don't know where to start because like, I don't want to go straight to the creepiest. Right, and a lot of them are very long. Mm, that too. Like crazy mm-hmm. long. And Rose Matter is not, it's a standard. Well, the nice thing is I can just do, we're just doing general summary mm-hmm. for just kind of review. So I'm not, yeah. I may not even take notes. <laughs> the look on your face is that. 
to admit that you might not take I notes. Know. But but two, like I think it's going to be interesting because like you are going to get to hear the lovely bones from kind of my perspective, mm-hmm. right? After mm-hmm. having loved it for so long. And then you will get, like, I'll get to hear Rose mm-hmm. Matter from your perspective. Because yep. what I think about it and what you think about it might be two different things. Mm-hmm. But I think to hear your perspective, like, all on your own mm-hmm. is going to be, I think that'll be interesting. It will be interesting. Especially, I haven't read The Lovely Bones in years. I actually don't even know where my co- I Oh, no, that's not a lot. I know where it is. I just don't know which <laughs> box it's in. But it's in a box over there in the garage. Um. But I haven't read it in a long time. And it's a movie now with Mark Wahlberg. And, yes. Um, and so I like the movie, but I also really, really love the book. They did a really good job with the movie. Okay, my ADHD brain went, movie. Um, do you have HBO Max? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Levi was on HBO. My youngest was on HBO Max the other day, and he was going to play the Jetsons. He really is into the Jetsons right now, which I love because I grew up on the Jetsons. I love the Jetsons. Um. But the Sisterhood of the Traveling Plants is on. Oh, it is on there now? It's on HBO Max. And I was like, oh, go down. It's there. Okay, I got to watch that. I haven't Mm -hmm. seen it yet. Miss Kara told me I have to read it. I have to watch it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's on HBO Max. And we just read that one. And so. Good to know. um, Such a good movie. You do. You really do. We say we're going to have these movie nights and then we don't. We just don't. What needs to happen is we need to have like a girls night in a hotel maybe the boys wouldn't let us do that in may karen and i get to go see a broadway show and i'm super excited yep and my first thought was we could get a hotel for the night and just like veg and have a drink and watch a movie and sleep in but that's not gonna happen Mm-mm. no because that's isn't that the start of your birthday weekend for josh oh yeah it is totally <laughs> So my husband turns 40 this year, and we're really snaking, um, rabbit trailing, but um, he turns 40 this year, and he's decided he wants four weeks of 40. And so the first weekend of the month, we're going to have a birthday party with his friends and people from church, and um, his sister is one of his closest friends, and so she's coming up, but his mom is not invited <clears throat> because... So it's going to be a wild party? Debbie Downer. No. <laughs> She's not Debbie Downer. I do love her, but it's not a family party. Like, it's a friend no. party. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mother's Day weekend is also our anniversary weekend. Mm-hmm. It's also my niece's birthday weekend, and that's Josh's birthday weekend. And so we're going to go down to the lake, and we'll have a Mother's Day, Caitlin's thing, Josh's birthday thing. Um, and then the following weekend, we are going to do a work weekend, and that was totally his idea um i do some photography things and we do video for them and josh was just he loves it i love it and he was like can we just work one weekend because it's just fun Mm -hmm. um so that he wants to do that and then the the last weekend of may he wants to get a tattoo nice so that's what he wants to do for his 40th have a big four weeks of 40 and I get it. I mean, his birthday has always been sandwiched with Mother's Day. And then you mm-hmm. added Caitlin was born the day before he his birthday. And mm-hmm. then our anniversary is the day after his birthday. And it's mm-hmm. a lot back to back to back mm-hmm. to back. And I I can imagine he feels overshadowed quite mm-hmm. often. So he was like, yep. I'm going. Going for it. 
four weeks of 40. Maybe mm-hmm. I do that next year. <laughs> and be like, I want to spend one weekend in Bora Bora. <laughs> so one of my coworkers is in Bora Bora this week. And <gasps> she comes back. Actually, she should be back now. But oh, I know. It's like, I hate you. But I'm jealous. I bucket list. Abs- like Bora Bora, the Maldives are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Bonnie's um, cousin went to the Maldives. Tahiti. All of those, like, mm-hmm. I like the mountains, but I'm an ocean kind of girl. Yep, same. And I absolutely I like to be bucket warm. list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm ready for some warm hammock days. That's what I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to in the next couple of weeks. Without the rain. We've had a lot of rain this a last two rain. weeks. But, um, but it's not snow. It's not snow. And we need the rain. I mean, everything needs the rain. But I'm ready for some warm hammock days with a dry hammock mm-hmm. in my book. Mm-hmm. And nap time for your son so I can sit out in the hammock and read my book. Although, I told you, it was, I think it was Monday. It wasn't this past week. It was the week before. And it was like 80 degrees. Mm-hmm. And that kid was out there playing in the dirt. And I just sat myself in my hammock. And I'm like, I can see you. I can see everything, and I can have my book. And he played for probably mm-hmm. an hour and a half out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that was when I went to change his diaper, and he had, had gravel, gravel in his diaper because he was just sitting in the dirt and scooting around and boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyway. so we will see you guys next time. And yes. um, don't forget, we now have a new website, and I've been writing on the blog every week. About random stuff. I've been yep. reviewing some books that I'm reading on the side and then just some other kind of conversational pieces. Let us know if you want to hear anything on the blog um, and I'll try my best to write from a semi-expert level, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> visit our Instagram at Books and Brunch Podcast and Facebook at the same handle at Books and Brunch Podcast. Yeah. You can email us at Books and Brunch Podcast at gmail.com um, and visit us. Just DM us and give us some suggestions for our next psychological thriller or whatever your favorite book was. Um, and we would love to hear from you. Um, but we can't wait to sit and chat and snack a while the next time. See you soon. Bye.